0: And so I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for giving and sacrificing and sending supplies, sending help, sending need to all those areas around the world. Amen. Praise God. My name is Luke Campbell. My wife Samantha Campbell. We are missionaries to the country of Costa Rica. I was born and raised in Bloomington, Indiana. 2001, I graduated from college and I took a job down in Nashville, Tennessee. My pastor became Pastor Tim Zunigan. One evening he came to a leadership meeting. He said we're going on a missions trip and begin to explain and tell us what he, we were going to Guatemala and I looked at my pastor and I didn't have a passport and I didn't know where Guatemala was at but I had keys to the church I told pastor Zuniga I said I don't know where Guatemala is at pastor I don't have a passport so I'll just stay here I'll lock up I'll unlock I'll turn out the lights I'll turn the air off I'll take care of everything here well my pastor swelled up to 10 foot tall brother the sap he looked at me and he said, son, am I a pastor? I said, whoa, pastor, of course you're a pastor. He said, are you submitted? I said, of course, I'm submitted. He said, get your passport. You're going to Guatemala. I thank God I listened to the man of God in my life. The Bible says in Proverbs, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and I found a great thing in Guatemala City, Guatemala. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just celebrated our seventh year wedding anniversary. 2010 we got married down there and we began to do my wife say man thank you we started her green card paper process in Guatemala we went to brother Thompson brother Brad Thompson missionary in Guatemala I said brother Thompson we're going to be here four to six months if there's anything we can do we'll do it he said meet me at my office tomorrow at Bible school we showed up and he had this application I said well that's neat he's going to give me a job while we're here that'll be fun Well, it was an aim application i said brother thompson my aim was right here i won the prize i thought he said no i'm talking about assisting missionaries preaching out painting building working in the work and i said sign us up that sounds exactly what we want to do so what i thought would be four to six months turned into four years three and a half of those years we were actually aimers in the country 2014 my wife's green card came available we traveled back to the states we thought we would start a spanish work over here It was like herding cats. We couldn't get it together. Everything was falling apart. It was as if somebody had taken a thousand pieces to a puzzle, shook it up, threw it up in the air. Pieces were missing. Pieces were upside down. Nothing was coming together. We responded or sent an email to Brother Thompson, Brother Jim Poitras, thanking those men for allowing us to be Amers in Guatemala. Brother Poitras, he responded and he said, This isn't the end for the Campbells. This is just the beginning. You need to fill out an application to become missionaries. We obeyed, and it was the piece of the puzzle that was missing in our lives. God put it all together perfectly. We filled out that application, and in March of last year, we were just approved to become the next missionaries to the country of Costa Rica. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we have a video of what we've done in Guatemala, and this is our plan for when we get to Costa Rica. Hallelujah. And the same word, the same message that we preach right here that your pastor preaches from this pulpit, it's the same word, the same message, the same doctrine that we will take to the country of Costa Rica. We will preach to them. We will baptize them. We will preach to them. And as God begins to fill them with the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen. Here's our video. the lord a hand clap of praise for what he's doing around the world around the globe thank you lord for what you're doing right here in this city god i thank you jesus i love you mighty god hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord god has taken a boy from indiana ran me through tennessee and dropped me off in guatemala partnered me with my wife from guatemala he's now calling us to the country of costa rica We're going to take this same word, this same message, the same doctrine that your pastor preaches from this pulpit is the same word, the same message that we will take to the country of Costa Rica. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. In Jesus' name. We will teach. We will preach. We'll baptize them in Jesus' name. As God fills them with the gift of the Holy Ghost, I believe He'll begin to call them to the various areas of Costa Rica. We will church plant. We will Bible school plant all across that land. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we can win the world one by one by one. Just like our video said, how can we win this city right here? You're looking at them one by one by one. Not a missionary to another country, not called to another city, but called to this city, called to this area for such a time as this. Amen. God is going to use you to win one for His kingdom. Amen. Praise God. Amen. In Jesus' name, if you will stand tonight for the reading of the word, If you'll open your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 33, give honor to all these great men that sit beside me over here, this leadership team, thank you, thank you so much, thank you Pastor Sapp for calling and checking on us, Sister Hannah, thank you so much, Brother Joel, thank you for helping us get in the building, thank you for not only opening your hearts church but opening the doors here tonight, we love each and every one of you and we say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You're a giving church, you're a loving church, because my wife and I were in need back in March, and you all sent us a love offering, and we say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We'd never experienced what we'd experienced before, but with your love and your help, we made it through, amen. And we're here still on the deputation trail, amen. The enemy tried to sidetrack us, but God saw us through all the way, amen. He has a plan for our lives, he has a plan for your life. Don't give up now, amen. I'll preach for just a few moments and I'll get out of the way and turn it over to my wife and she will come and she will close us out. In Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, the word reads, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I'm going to preach on the thought of the name of Jesus. Call unto Jesus. And He will answer thee, and He will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Amen. Somebody shout, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. While well, we were working and living in Guatemala, we had some dear friends of ours in this particular family. They had a five-year-old baby girl. One evening, the mama was home with her daughter It was getting late into the afternoon. The husband was out harvesting corn in a field, and the mama went to her little girl and said, you know, Daddy's coming home from work. He's going to be hot, tired, hungry. What should we make him? The little girl looked at her mama and said, what about a pot of frijoles, a pot of bean soup? Mama said, oh, absolutely, we can do that. This particular family, full of love, but they were very humble and very poor. Their kitchen doesn't look like our kitchen. They had a pit carved out in the middle of the kitchen area. The mom grabbed her little girl, and they went out, and they began to gather some kenneling, some firewood. They came back in. They began to build their fire. They put a grate over the fire, the pot, the water, the beans. And then the young lady began to add her spices. And we all know without onions and without garlic, frijoles no está bueno. It just don't have that same flavor, Amen. She thought, i will just run to the market when my husband comes home, and I'll buy the onions, I'll buy the garlic, and be right back. And so it was. Her husband showed up at the house. She said, my love, if you'll stir the pot of beans, I'm going to run to the market. And he said, I've got it. And so she goes running out of the house. The door shut behind her. And she's running in the opposite direction, but she yells back to her husband. She said, oh, by the way, watch our five-year-old. She's asleep in her room. He was tired. The door was shut. He paid no attention to what he just heard. She ran on to the market, got what she needed. The young man grabbed the spatula. He began to stir the beans. He realized they still needed quite a bit of time in the fire. He thought, I'm just going to grab me a chair and pull up and watch the fire. And We've all sat around a campfire. They pop, they crack, they smell good, they're relaxing. So when that young man sat down beside that fire, it put him to sleep in no time. Well, that fire began to heat the water. The water began to boil over. The water began to stir the fire. Embers began to fly out, popping and cracking, and all of a sudden one landed on a curtain above a window in that kitchen. Burst into flames, the fire, the smoke began to fill the kitchen area. When it got back to where the young man was, he realized his house was on fire. He said he looked up and all he could see was a cloud of smoke. He went running out of his house, and he was scratching his head thinking, Oh no, I'm about to lose everything I've worked for. His wife said in the meantime she finished in the market, and she was rounding the corner to come home said she had two bags of groceries, and she said as she rounded the corner, she stopped, and she took a look, and she could see a trail of smoke coming from the direction of her house, but she couldn't tell if it was her house or the neighbor's house. said she began to walk a little quicker, and she took another assessment, and she recognized that was her husband standing out in the front lawn all alone. She said she dropped her groceries and made a beeline to her husband. When she got there, her first question was, where's our daughter at? He said, What do you mean, where's our daughter at? She said, Yes, where's our daughter at? I yelled out the door. I told you, Watch our daughter. She's asleep in her room. By this time, it was too late to re enter the house. The smoke, the fire had consumed it. The fire was rolling out from under the rafters. But in that moment, they began to hear a five year old baby girl crying out, Daddy, Daddy, where are you? I can't see you. I can't feel you. I can't find you. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. That young man recognized that voice. He said, that's my daughter. He said he went running in a panic, grabbed an axe and began to chop a hole at the back of the house where her room was. In no time he chopped a hole just big enough to save his own daughter. My brothers and my sisters that are here tonight, God is the same with you and with I. He sees the fire. He sees the smoke. He sees the trial. Hallelujah. But He wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear you cry out, Jesus, Jesus, I need you. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah, I need you. Hallelujah. His word says that when you call on him, he's coming to the
1: rescue. He'll show up in the middle of the night. He'll show up in the middle of the trial.
0: He'll show up, hallelujah. Oh, you Sunday. But you got to cry out under the name that's above every name. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> hallelujah the old song says he may not be there when you want him but he'll be there right on time hallelujah he's an on time god he's a prayer answering god hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah and like the bible says he's got the hairs on our head numbered And I believe if He's got the hairs on our head numbered, He knows us by our voice. He knows, hallelujah, when His son cries out, when His daughter cries out. He knows when you're in need. He knows what you're going through right now. All you have to do is mention the name of Jesus, and He'll come to the rescue. He'll say, that's my son. That's my daughter, hallelujah. And He will step down before the smoke, before the fire, before the trial takes you out. And He will come. To the rescue, Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Jesus! Oh, The Bible is full of stories of men and women that cried out unto God, and He responded in one manner or another. In the book of First Kings, chapter 18, it's the story of Elijah, who's on Mount Carmel, surrounded by those false prophets of Baal. And he came to him with a question. He said, How long have ye been between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the words reads in verse 21 of 18, it says, And the people answered him not a word. They didn't have a response to the question. Elijah said, Here's what we're going to do we're going to take two bullocks. You're going to take a bullock, you're going to kill it, you're going to cut it, and you're going to build that altar, and you're going to put no fire under it. You're going to call on the name of your gods. I'll take the other bullock, I will kill it, and cut it, and prepare that altar, and I'll put no fire under it. And I'll call on the name of the Lord, and the God that responds by fire. He will be the true living God. And they responded, it is well Those men took their bullock. they began to cut it and kill it, put it into pieces, began to build that altar. On down in chapter 18 it says, from morning until noon they cried out, Baal, Baal, respond to us, Baal, Baal, respond to us. But the Bible says no voice nor person responded. It goes on down to say they got a little bit more desperate. They grabbed some knives and some lancets. They thought if we just begin to cut ourselves, if we just begin to let the blood gush out, just maybe it'll get the attention of our God. They begin to cut themselves. The blood began to gush. They begin to leap upon that altar. But the Bible said no voice nor person responded. But there was Elijah all alone, cool and calm as a cucumber. In this story anyway, amen. the next one we can debate, but for right now. I believe Elijah was so calm and cool as a cucumber because he knew who the the true living God really was. Amen. He knew who had his back. Come on tonight, whatever you're faced with, whatever you're going through, you can be calm and cool as a cucumber. You can put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ because He's going to respond to your need. He's going to respond, hallelujah, with the miracle, with the sign, with the wonder. Whatever you have need of, our God is more than able. Hallelujah. Jesus, so Elijah he began to make fun of those men, began to make fun, call them out, laugh at them. Said, Come on, won't you cut yourself a little? Won't you scream a little louder? Maybe your God is on the phone talking, maybe your God is on a trip, maybe your God is asleep and you got to wake him up. But no voice nor person responded to their cry. When Elijah had had enough, he called all those men back together. Then he took 12 stones and he placed 12 stones around that altar. Then the Bible said he asked for four barrels of water. And he said, dump four barrels of water on that altar. I back up for a second. He dug a trench around that altar. Then he asked for those four barrels. And they dumped those four barrels of water. He said, do it the second time. Do it the third time. Twelve barrels of water rushing over that fire pit. Elijah Wooden trying to make a mud pit. But Elijah was doing something that he knew that when he called on his God, his God was going to respond. It was going to turn some hearts back again. Hallelujah. Could it be that what you're going through right now, could it be the trial that you're faced with right now? Could it be that God is about to use that to to turn some hearts back again? Hallelujah. Not only us that are in this house tonight, but those in your family, those on your job, those in this city. Hallelujah. God is going to perform a miracle in your life for you testimony to win this city. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I believe, I believe, hallelujah, like the song we sang, I believe in you, I believe in this word, I believe in his promises, I believe in God, I believe in each and every one of you that are here tonight, I believe in you, I believe in your ministries, I believe in this church, hallelujah, oh hallelujah, come on somebody, it may look grim and doom on the outside, but we're in the presence of the true living God tonight, anything is possible with God all things are possible with man they're impossible but with God there's nothing too hard hallelujah Elijah in verse 36 the word reads and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said Lord God of Abraham Isaac and of Israel let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word you see if we pause right there the fire hadn't fell just yet God hadn't responded just yet maybe you're here tonight like Elijah God not my will but thy will not my will God but thy will it Look any different? I don't feel any different. But come on, somebody, help is on the way. God is going to show up. God, hallelujah, is going to respond to your cry, to your family, to your situation. Come on, don't give up now. Help is on the way. God is about to respond to your situation. Oh, hallelujah. So Elijah began to cry out, hear me, O Lord, hear me. That this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. In verse 38, the Lord responds. The fire of the Lord fell, consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stone, the dust, licked up all the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. Come on, apostolic believer. I come tonight to tell you. Oh, the Lord he is the God if he responded to Elijah he'll respond to you oh come on you it's nothing is too hard for our God hallelujah hallelujah there's nothing too hard oh just begin to cry out to Jesus Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm going to let my wife close us out in Jesus'
2: name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. My husband is talking about calling unto the name of Jesus. We have to call unto the name of Jesus. Because when you call
3: unto the name of Jesus, you're calling to the name that is above all names. You're calling to the only one and true living God. You're calling to the everlasting you're calling to the Prince of Peace. You're calling to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So if you are here tonight with a circumstance or a hard situation in your life, just have faith and get desperate for God. And believe that He is more than able to respond to your every need. But get desperate enough for the Lord. Just like the blind man Bartimaeus did in the New Testament.
2: an 18 year old girl and one night she was home alone all of a sudden a man came to her house he knocked on the door so she went downstairs and she opened a little window in that door and then she said yes who is this the man looked at her and he said, hey cousin how are you I have not seen you in a very long time but how's your mom Ligia and your dad Miguel what about your sister Betsy and then he continued naming everybody in the family aunts, uncle, grandma, grandpa, everybody. And after a 15-minute conversation, she thought, okay, he has to be cousin, he has to be a part of the family because he knows everybody by name. And you know, in the Hispanic culture, we have two names and two last names. So he was mentioned in the four names. So after they were uh, talking for a little while, in Guatemala, it started to rain real hard, and she thought, oh, no. He is my cousin. I don't want him to get wet. So she opened the door in the garage. She invited him in, and she said, why don't you wait right here in the garage? I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to call my mom, and I'm going to let her know that you're here. The man said, that sounds good. Thank you. So she went running upstairs. But right before she was able to grab the phone, she looked behind her, and right there, there was the man. And he said, may I make a phone call? And she said, yes, you may. She handed him the phone, he made a phone call, and then he said, I am in, I am in the house. Well, the girl started to get a little nervous, and then uh, he hung up, and he asked for a glass of water. So she gave him a glass of water, then he asked for a second and a third glass of water. When he drank the third glass of water, he put it on the countertop in that kitchen, and he pulled out a drawer that was there, and that's where they kept the kitchen knives. So he grabbed one of those knives, he looked at her and he said, give me all the valuable things that are in your house or I am going to kill you. Well, in that moment she got nervous and the only thing she was able to say was, well, if you do something to me, I want you to know that you're going to be in big trouble because I am a daughter of God. But as soon as she said the word God, this man got so mad And immediately, his face transformed into a demonic face. He was so mad because he heard the word God that he pulled the girl by the hair and then he started to bash her head against a concrete wall. When she couldn't stand it anymore, she fell and then he started to stomp on her and punch her and stomp on her and punch her and then he grabbed the knife and when he was getting ready to stick her on her throat, she thought, oh no, I am here all alone. There is nobody here that can help me. But if I start to call unto the name of Jesus, he can make a way where there seems to be no way. So in that moment, she grabbed the knife, and with all her strength, she started to say, Jesus! 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 Jesus!
3: Jesus was the only word that was able to come out of her mouth, but Jesus was more than enough. In that moment,
2: God gave her the strength to bend that knife, and God gave her the strength to fight against that man. Then this man tried to break her neck three times, but she continued to call to the name of Jesus. Finally, the man realized that he was not going to be able to kill the girl, so he decided to escape. She was able to make a phone call, so they rushed her to the hospital. And when she was laying on the hospital bed, She looked to her right, and right there, there was a tall, big, dark, thick shadow that was just leaning over, looking at her stomach. In that moment, she realized that that was a shadow of death and that something had happened to her stomach. Later, her dad showed up in that room, and she said, Dad? We have to praise the Lord, we have to worship the Lord, and then we have to call into the name of Jesus because the shadow of that is right here. But if we call to the Lord, he can make a way. So they gather all around that bed, they start to praise the Lord, they start to worship the Lord, and then they start to call unto the name of Jesus. The doctor, sh- the doctor showed up in that room and he said, She needs an emergency surgery right now. Because she has been stabbed all over her body 17 times and she is losing so much blood that she is dying. So they rushed her out of that room and they turned right. When they were turning right, she was still able to sit up a little bit and she saw when the shadow of death was turning into the opposite direction. In that moment, she realized that God had already answered to her prayers and that God was sparing her life brothers and sisters that are here tonight the Bible has never promised us that everything is going to be okay 100% of the time in fact it says that we are going to have tribulation that we're going to go through persecution that we are going to get sick and that we are going to get weary but it says that we have her back to the hospital because a scar tissue strangled her small intestine so they had to reopen the same surgery and she continued to call unto the name of the Lord. They had to cut three feet of her small intestine but God made a way one more time. That's why we come tonight to tell you to don't give up, to keep believing in Jesus name, to keep marching forward because there is nothing hard, hard to the Lord. And I am 100% sure that when you call to the Lord, he is going to respond to you in one way or another. And how I am 100% sure of this, it's because that girl in the story, it was me 11 years ago. And I thank the Lord that Jesus has spared my life. And I thank the Lord
3: that he saved my life. So I can tell you that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God doesn't change. And when you call unto his name, he can make a way where there seems to be no way. You can call to our great, mighty God and Father. Jesus hallelujah hallelujah thank you God
2: thank you Jesus hallelujah if I share my testimony it's not for you to feel sorry for me or for you to think that I am somebody because I am nobody but if I share my testimony
3: it's for you to know that our God doesn't have any limits that our God doesn't change
2: Last year, when we went, met the board to be appointed as missionaries to the country of Costa Rica, when we were right there, I had a memory that came back to my mind. I remember when I was just a 12-year-old girl, and I was holding that man's hands, my dad, and we were walking down the streets in Guatemala. We were walking to church, and all of a sudden, I stopped him, and I looked at my daddy, and I said, Papi? One day I will love to be a missionary. He looked at me with daddy's eyes. He patted me on the back and he said, Just here. I knew what he was thinking. I knew it too. That was impossible. I'm just a common, ordinary Guatemalan girl. But last year when they appointed us to as missionaries to the country of Costa Rica, I remembered that and I said, thank you, Jesus, because even where there were times that I couldn't see anything, when I couldn't understand anything, you always had a plan for my life. So that's why I come here to encourage you and to let you know to don't stop, to keep marching forward, to keep
3: standing on God's promises, to keep...
2: can make a masterpiece out of them for other people to see his glory and his goodness and another thing that I learned is that even if the Lord doesn't answer to my prayers he is a still
3: God and I am still going to worship him and I am still going to serve our great God and mighty king <laughs> hallelujah
2: thank you Jesus hallelujah we worship you Lord I just want to finish with this last scripture it is my inspirational scripture because it has taught me that whether things are going good in my life I'm going to worship the Lord and if things are not going good in my life I'm still going to worship the Lord this scripture is found in Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 17 to 19 the word reads although the fig tree shall not blossom
3: Neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fall, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Even when everything is going against you, even when nothing is making sense in your life, you can still say, yet... Yet, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation, because the Lord God, He is my strength, and He will make my feet my heart's feet, and He will make me to walk upon my heart places. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can we
0: stand to our feet all over this house? I don't know what you have need of, but this altar is open and Jesus Christ of Nazareth is in this house. If you need a miracle, if you need a sign, a wonder, an answer, why not come and receive tonight? If you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus, come and repent of your sins and we can baptize you in the precious name. If you need to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, come and God will Fill you with His Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We thank you. May God bless you. We love you, Church.
1: Come on, this is a wonderful opportunity for you and I to respond to God. Come on, make it personal. I receive that as a personal word from God. Come on, receive that as a personal word from God. That God's talking to us, not just corporately, collectively, but individually, because He cares for you individually. He knows right where you are as an individual. He knows your circumstances, the situation, the condition that you're having to deal with right now and he cares for you. Come on, let him meet with you. Allow him to come in. Allow him to come in tonight. Call on him. The Bible says he will hear you. He will hear you and not only will he hear you but he will respond and he will show you things. Hallelujah, I believe that the great and mighty things that he will show you is he will show you himself. He will show you what he can do. He will show you who he is. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's reach out to the Lord together. We're gonna sing, we're gonna call on the Lord individually right now, in the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Not only can we call on the Lord for ourselves, but we can join with a brother, join with a sister. We can minister also one to another tonight.